All right. Well, it's good to see you again. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of uh, Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Uh, I, there's a little bit of background music. I don't know if you can hear it on this podcast or not, but uh, if, if all of a sudden I just break out into song, just just know it's because of the little dance class that's going on on, <laughs> on the other side of the wall. But I'm so glad that you've joined us for our Journey Through Scripture, our Thursday edition. Hope that things are going well for you this week. Um, we're going to continue in the book of Proverbs. Uh, we went one through nine on Tuesday. Today, we're going to go chapters 10 through 22. So Proverbs 10 through 22. Again, remember the Proverbs, that especially now that we're getting into uh, here in chapter 10, you're going to see a little bit different kind of style. It's it's nearly uh, two-line phrases that, that contrast each other, um, that give different ideas of wisdom. So it's just snippets here and there. But, but again, you'll see some different themes that come out. Um, so, so let's dive right in. Proverbs uh, 10. Again, it starts off. It says the Proverbs of Solomon. Uh, remember this, we're doing, going through chronologically. So we, we just, uh, had Solomon as he, uh, takes over, uh, for David as David passes away. Now Solomon is king. So we see these uh, Proverbs that he has written. It says a, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. <laughs> You know, so so that kind of gives you an idea of how things are written. They're just they they are they're just little pro- proverbial uh, sayings that uh, that there is truth to be found uh, in them, and they they give different uh, big picture ideas of how we need to engage life, how we need to approach life, uh, and and what wisdom really looks like. So as we uh, continue on in verse 19 there of chapter 10, it says, In the multitudes of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is a choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. You're going to see a lot about uh, the tongue and about speaking um, and how important it is uh, to realize the power of our words. And I love what it says there. In the multitudes of words, sin is not lacking. Right? The more you talk, and if you just talk to hear yourself uh, talk, eventually you're going to say things that are untrue, or you're going to get uh, uh, caught up in doing things that you don't want to do. Right? It's uh, our words are important, and we need to to show restraint, show wisdom, uh, when to talk, what to say, um, and just to to recognize that it is important. It does make a difference. Uh, chapter 11, um, verse 2, it says, When pride comes, then comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. Right? So it's, uh, this, this idea of pride, uh, pride ultimately will bring shame. Right? Uh, pride comes before a fall. Well, that's basically what this is uh, saying. Uh, maybe that's why we have that saying is because of the, the Proverbs. Um, but with the humble is wisdom. So recognizing your limitations, uh, recognizing that you don't know it all, um, that is a sign of someone who is wise and shows wisdom. Uh, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath but righteousness delivers from death, right? Uh, 
Should we be spending all our time seeking riches or seeking righteousness? Obviously, it's seeking righteousness. Um, I love the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will ultimately destroy them. Um, Chapter 12, uh, verse 1, whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. I love that they uh, translated that that way. But but he who uh, hates correction is stupid. Uh, Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge. Now, this this completely flies against uh, everything our society uh, pushes now. We just go accuse your kid of doing anything that you know that they have done, whether it's good or bad. Their immediate reaction is probably like, it's not my fault. Right? And then if they find out that it's something good, they'll eventually accept it. But like it's nearly the default. Set. If, if you're accused of something or ask a question, wait, wait, it's not my fault. It's somebody else's. Right? You know, I mean, we talk about the victim mentality and uh, you know all of all of that claiming to be the victim. You know, all of that kind of flies against this uh, aspect of wisdom. Right? We should be, welcome instruction now. The person giving instruction has a responsibility to, to do that respectfully, but even if they don't, we should be able to see through uh, maybe their demeanor or, or their disrespect and see if there's wise instruction there. Because sometimes even if somebody is disrespectful to you, um, maybe they're actually pointing out something that could be true. We should be able to set aside our emotion and be willing to g- receive instruction. Um, and we should love knowledge. But he who hates correction is stupid. Right? Now, no one likes correction. But there's a difference between not liking something and it making you feel uncomfortable and hating it. Because if you hate correction, the moment that you feel like someone is correcting you, you are going to immediately immediately push back. You're going to shut down. You're not going to listen to anything else. And uh, that is so wise for us um, and, and godly for us to be willing to accept criticism, to, to learn from our mistakes, to learn from what we are doing. Uh, verse 15 says, the way of, the, of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. Right? A fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. He who speaks truth declares righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. The truthful lip shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil. Uh, right? So wisdom is, you know, kind of compare and contrast righteousness or deceit. Truth is righteousness. Lies are deceitful, right? And that is foolish. Um, chapter 13, verse 11. Wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished. But he who gathers by labor will increase, right? Shortcuts only work for so long, right? Um, you know, we need to, to the, the way we go about things is important. It does make a difference. Um, chapter 14, uh, verse 15 says, The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. A wise man fears and departs from evil, 
but a fool rages and is self-confident. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of wicked intentions is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. You know, this is so important. We need to be questioning everything. You know, not not cynically, but but at the maybe 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 cynically, but we need to be questioning everything. That one thing that I've noticed over this pandemic is is kind of depending on where your leanings were, whether they're political leanings or not. Um, we easily fall into the trap of just believing everything that people that we tend to agree with say, right? And and then all of a sudden we find ourselves des- defending that. No, we actually need to to question everything that is being said and test it against the Word of God. Test it against reality. Uh, test it to see is this really true? Um, and and that's hard. And sometimes we're going to mess that up. Sometimes we're going to come to the wrong conclusion. Um, but we need to at least be trying to, to testing it to find out if it is true rather than just believing it. And, you know, we see a post from somebody and we just copy and paste that post. Right? No, is this true? Try to seek to knowledge, seek to be wise rather than just foolishly accepting uh, things that, that, that may sound good, that may make you feel good. No, still question that. Test it against the word of God. Uh, verse 29, he who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he is who is impulsive exalts folly. We see that a lot of, of con- within Proverbs, the importance of controlling emotion. And that is one thing that we have lost complete control of in our society. We elevate emotion. People, you know, from our political discourse to, to whatever it may be. Uh, I mean, the, the way that news is consumed, it is all about emotion, about trying to catch you emotionally. And we have to be so careful on that because our emotions are good things. God gave us our emotions. But if we do not temper them with wisdom right, and to test our emotion and to, to see, um, is am I feeling uh, sad for a real reason, or was it just an emotional response? You know, we need to constantly be thinking about that and do not allow our emotions to consume us or to drive our decision making. Uh, chapter 15, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stores up, stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pour forth foolishness. Again, the importance of the tongue, of of not uh, allowing our the emotion of anger to consume us. Uh, I think we all know that to be true, uh, but it's something that we have to uh, choose to, uh, to to live by uh, that proverb. Uh, because now, if if we try to just uh, you know not not think about it, if we just try to do it our on our own way, many times we're just going to have that emotion of anger overwhelm us and just go with it, and that very rarely works out well. Uh, Proverbs 16, all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits, right? We can rationalize anything. And so all of our ways are, if we want them to, they're going to sound wise in our own eyes, but the Lord, he actually weighs what's on, on our heart. And that, man, that, that 
terrifies me a little bit, right? So I need to be checking myself to make sure that what I believe, the things that I say, do these match with God? Am I, am I saying them just to elevate myself? Am I saying them to demean someone else? Or am I saying them because this is what God has, has laid on my heart that he has revealed to me as true? And I, even then I approach that very humbly and understanding that, uh, there will still be people that disagree with it. Right. Now we continue on every, pr- everyone proud in heart. Uh, wait, this is. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a, a powerful proverb and a terrifying one. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Now, can, does that mean that the Lord hates you if you are too prideful? No, God loves you. But it is showing the intense significance of how unwise it is to be proud in your heart. Right. Because again, when you're proud in your heart, what are you doing? You are elevating yourself. Uh, you're elevating yourself to a place equal with God. Uh, we have to be very careful of that. And that, that's a danger in some of the, uh, self esteem movements and things like that. While, while it's important to have respect for yourself and have confidence in who you are, you also need to know your place in the world. And guess what? You're not God. Right. And, and it is important to recognize that. And, and guess what? You're not the smartest person out there. You're not the most athletic person out there. There's always going to be someone who is better, right? In, in one way or the other. Right. So we need to recognize that we need to, to not have a prideful heart. We have a humble heart, one that is allowing us to seek wisdom, um, rather than just to seek uh, our own self esteem. Um, Verse 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Wow. Better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Verse 25, there is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. And we have to be careful what... What does the world kind of convince us of? What does the, our secular society try to convince us is the right path? Um, it may not be the path that leads to life. We need to constantly be evaluating that. Uh, chapter 17, verse 22, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. You know, we need to we need to work on having a merry heart. Now, that doesn't mean that we just pretend everything's okay. When there's things that are causing us distress, we need to deal with them. We need to, uh, you know, to, to work to overcome them because it is, that is so unhealthy and it only leads uh, to, uh, to the drying of the bones, right? It, it leads to a bad place. Uh, chapter 18, a man who insulates, uh, isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Again, the selfishness that we see there. Now, chapter 19, houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Right there is a there's a power uh, and sacredness found in marriage. Um, and, and, you know, the that God desires for you to be a team and, uh, and complement each other. Um, verse 18 of chapter 19, 
chasing your son while there is hope and do not set your heart on his destruction. Right. So, so, you know, we have a responsibility. We need to teach our children when there's hope, which means when they're young, right? If you wait to start teaching your kids until they are teenagers, it feels like there's no hope. You better have started when they're young, right? Um, and, uh, and to make sure that they grow in wisdom and seek wisdom. Um, Chapter 21, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts, right? That idea keeps coming back. And chapter 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, is that true in every, is that a promise? No, it's, it's not a promise. It's a proverb in general. If you train a child the way that they should go um, with wisdom, it doesn't mean that they aren't going to make mistakes and they may go off the path, but most of the time they will end up coming back to what you have instilled within them. Not all the time we recognize that, but it just shows how important it is that we train up our children in the way that they should go. Um, Says uh, verse seven, the rich rules over the poor. And the borrow is servant to the lender. These are just statements of fact. It says the rich rule over the poor. Now, none of us really like that. But guess what? That's just the reality of life. And so then it compares that to that the borrow, borrower is slave to the lender. Right? There is a wisdom in being uncomfortable with borrowing money, with debt. Um, sometimes it, it may be a necessity. I mean, this isn't a financial advice, but we should be very careful with that because debt overwhelms um, and you become a slave to the lender. Um, verse, nine, uh, verse nine, he who has a generous eye will be blessed for he gives of his bread to the poor. Uh, verse 16, he who oppresses the poor to increase his riches and he who gives to the rich will surely come to poverty. Right? That wisdom means that we see others, that we help others, uh, that we have a heart for others. That's part of godly wisdom. All right, well, we're going to stop uh, stop there. And on for Tuesday, I encourage you to read First Kings chapter five. Let's see, let's go five through at least nine. Yeah, five, let's go. Five through ten, First uh, Kings chapters five through ten. So uh, on Tuesday, that's what what we'll hit. And uh, I hope that you have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Thanks for joining us.